This episode is brought to you by Podbean, the easiest, most affordable option to get started in podcasting. Stay tuned to hear how you can get your first month of Podbean for free. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Committed Critics, a pop culture podcast where we're not only committed to our opinions, but also each other. Aww. Aww. I'm Kevin Lau. And I'm Ryan Davis. And today we, again, do not have Zach with us. Zach, where you at? Well, I mean, I gave him the weekend off, alright? I'll admit it. I'll say it right here on the podcast. I gave him a weekend off because we all had a weekend off as his (laughs) turn now. Uh, but this is working out perfectly because we're going to be talking about a comic book that Zach hasn't read yet that I really want him to read. Uh, Zach, Zach today, read already. <laughs> today, we are talking about Invincible by Robert Kirkman, published by Image Comics. Uh, you may have heard that uh, the title before, Invincible, is a new animated show coming to Amazon Prime on March 26th, just two days after this episode airs. Uh, so, you know, I believe, yeah, it's March 26th is a Friday. So check it out this Friday on Amazon prime. It's going to be eight episode season. The first three episodes come out this week and it's each episode is going to be one hour long. Ooh, I didn't know it was going to be an hour long. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's eight hour long episodes. Um, we'll link the trailer down below in the description so you can just check it out anytime. Look it up. It's, it's really great. And we're going to talk about it spoiler free right here on this episode. Um, so Invincible by Robert Kirkman. Uh, you might have heard Robert Kirkman's name before. He's known for being the creator of the Walking Dead comic and the executive producer of the show. Uh, I don't know how many epi- if he's written any episodes of the show, so I'm not going to like, you know, push that area. Uh, I know the show is kind of iffy. But what, Ryan, what are your thoughts on Walking Dead? <laughs> On The Walking Dead? Yeah. <laughs> have you seen The Walking Dead? <laughs> I have played the Telltale game on The Walking oh, Dead. Oh, that one's good. I did not watch the show because I was just kind of like, this is another zombie show. I don't feel like this. I'll go it, play the it, game and feel more emotion from the characters. What do you mean another thing. zombie show? It was the zombie show. <laughs> Look, I didn't care for I didn't care for zombies. I was like, the, I played the game and I was like, this has way more emotion than what the show mm-hmm. looks like because the show just looks gray. And also, mm-hmm. the when I heard about it, they had the guy from Everybody Hates Chris in it, and then he died. And so I was just oh, like, oh, well, I don't rip. care anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Walking Dead, I watched the first two seasons, but wasn't really into it. But, like, after reading Invincible, though, I'm kind of interested in reading the comic more. Like, actually, like, dedicating myself. Like, yeah, I'm going to read The Walking Dead all the way through. The Telltale uh, the- follows more, uh, goes with the comic a bit more. Right. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but the reason why, it, so Invincible is a superhero comic. Uh, it follows the story of high schooler Mark Grayson, who is the son of the world's greatest hero named Omni-Man. Soon, Mark inherits the powers of his father and tries to become a hero just like him, but discovers that the origin of his powers may not be as heroic as he thought. Dun, dun, dun. Plot twist. Like I said, we're going to be spoiler-free this episode, so we're not going to tell you the origin of his powers. <laughs> You're going to have to figure that out yourself or uh, wait for the spoiler episode this Friday or watch the show, you know. Hey, man, you're going to watch the show on Friday or you're going to listen to us? It's your pick, you know? Maybe you can do both. If you don't feel like reading, which, you know, you should read, but, you know, if you don't, just watch the show Mm -hmm. or listen to us. Listen to us. We are always right. Uh, Speaking of being always right, Ryan, what is your spoiler-free review of the series? Um, So I loved it. 
I pretty much binge read it over the course of like I think like two and a half months because like mm-hmm. yeah, twenty five volumes. So I only had I was using Hoopla. Go use Hoopla. It's very good. It helped me read this series. But um, it very much starts off as a sort of love letter parody to superheroes because um you know like you said Omni Man. Who I wonder who that could be like Darkwing, the Teen Team. So I'm like yeah, you they're very much like kind of like there's literally a martian on the team so i was just kind of like oh yeah these are you know it's clearly a parody of superheroes but then it goes further and higher than i really could have imagined because from the first volume i'm like okay this is generic and then it takes off Mm -hmm. and i like how the series grows up with the character it very much starts off kid friendly he was in high school then he goes to it gets darker when he graduates goes to college and then when he's an adult i mean whoo (laughs) <laughs> yeah some some things happen it gets, it gets very dark it, i was very much like oh yeah i guess he's an adult now so they can do a someone lot of gets their leg ripped off <laughs> someone gets their leg ripped off there's murder and rape and it, i was mm-hmm. just like oh my a lot a lot of uh piercing a hand through an abdomen yes uh, <laughs> this is not this that is good. not your generic superheroes yeah no These which super- is which is a reason why I love it a lot. Um, it's like a love letter to superhero comics, but being an independent comic through Image Comics, um, the creator, Robert Kirkman, has like full creative control of the series. So it's not like working writing for a corporate comic at Marvel or DC. It's like, oh, you have to make sure that you re- reach these uh, reach these guidelines where like, you have to make it ex- every make a few jumping on points every now and then. Got to be a part of the big summer events. Um, everything needs to tie. Sometimes you get series gets pulled into another event. It kind of ruins the whole story. Mm-hmm. Um, none of that going on. This is just one, one big story. Uh, one issue right after the next just leads to the next thing. Um, but it never hits a brick wall. It never. I never felt like it jumps the shark. Um, Robert Kirkman does a really great job at maintaining strong character development and dramatic conflict uh, that keeps amping up as the series goes on. Like every time I thought the series couldn't get better it did um even up to the ending where it was just like that was the cherry on top like this is amazing it's amazing how well crafted this series is it's very interesting because even the parts where it's like it's clearly not a superhero story it's like it's turned to a family story turned into like a character study it Mm -hmm. still holds drama it still holds like you know you still want to keep reading like i never like you said you never get bored Mm mm-hmm and I love how the art style um, evolves as well. Like it starts off as very simplistic, um, mm-hmm. uh, but then like when Ryan Otley starts taking over in Volume Two, um, and like you can see like uh, how it tra- it's slow transition of the art style. Well, you don't really notice it because it's so so slow of a transition. But like you read like uh, uh, look at issue ninety nine, and then you look at issue one. There's a huge difference. Oh yeah, there's definitely a huge difference. Like it it, uh, it completely evolved. Right, and even, like, they got a different colorist on there to add, like, shading to the artwork. It's really fantastic, and I love Ryan Otley's artwork. Like, he's uh, he's currently the main artist on the Amazing Spider-Man series, uh, written by Nick Spencer, um, and he's, his artwork is just fantastic there, and it's great to see more of his roots in the series and how that it, he evolved as an artist, as, as an illustrator. Yeah, um, and you can actually tell characters get older, like, in this series. Like, mm-hmm. you can tell, hey, they're aging, their bodies are changing, they're they're basically be, like growing up like it mm-hmm. there's no it doesn't look like the same like as in, in every pan- panel and they're not unnecessary they're not 
overly toned sometimes right they don't have like you know the same shirt and pants that they wear every day you know mm-hmm. <laughs> they have you know there's a very there's a lot of attention to detail that's just really fantastic yeah uh, and yeah this you know like i said this is an independent comic with a clear beginning middle and end that you don't have to worry about spinoffs or tie-ins over there and that's a great way to a great first comic uh for someone new to comics uh it's 144 issues 25 volumes uh you can read them all for free on hoopla that's h-o-o-p-l-a um the website is hoopla digital if you have a library card they should be part most of them are partnered with hoopla and so you can just read them for free digitally um if you want to read them in prints you can get the big compendiums uh but it has like 50 issues in each um book uh for like i think they're like 65 dollars retail price so if you look on amazon they're a little bit cheaper yeah i think uh, like i looked it up on amazon and i was like i can think you get like all three for like somewhere below 150 right it's it's really well but probably even cheaper than that yeah um, more like 120 um i mean that's like, just like now i'm not saying like oh yeah drop 120 dollars right here read some comics but like hey it's a good investment <laughs> it's a really uh, solid series yeah, and they can, I, I like I own the last compendium because I got it on sale. Uh, but like the the quality is print quality is really nice, you know, and uh, the binding is really great. So like it's it, you know it'll withstand a few reads here and there. Um, it's just you know, but you know, there's also there are tie-ins and spin-offs that you can read um, that do not ruin the main story, but you could also but more like expand on it. Like oh, you meet a character, like, oh, I want to read more about this character. Well, like some of them have their own series, uh, written by also written by Robert Kirkman or some guest writers, um, to kind of like expand the universe a little bit more. Yeah, it, like I I read one of the spinoffs. It's the Amazing Wolfman. Uh, no, he was not bitten by a radioactive wolf. Uh, oh but, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, all you Spider-Man fans. Not everyone is bitten by a radioactive something. But and he has the word pounced. "amazing" in the title and i mean i don't know what to say to you man it, <laughs> there's no there's no radioactive animals out there i'm sorry i if there were i'm pretty sure we would be dying <laughs> but right. yeah there's i agree with kevin there's no pressure to read other the other series like i only read wolfman because i was like oh this looks cool because like, like you do see the other superheroes who have their own series but it doesn't jar you from this series like they just kind of show up and they're like, "Yeah, we're here." Like it's oh. a it's a universe. It's an actual universe. Ryan, but, I want to make a quick correction for you, real quick. Yes. Uh, apparently, it's called the Astounding Wolfman. Astounding Wolfman. Why does not it say the amazing? Amazing Wolfman? Why does it say amazing? I don't know because amazing is amazing. Yeah, um, astounding me- is the word astounding. It's not quite hit as much as the word amazing um but yeah astounding wolfman there you go (laughs) i stand corrected everyone i said amazing i'm probably like thinking spider-man look at me i'm saying it's not spider-man then i say amazing gosh darn it well there goes the joke about the radioactive wolf yeah yes but that works better but um yeah like there's no pressure to read a hundred different uh other issues just to you know understand invincible like it's very much its own like story Mm mm-hmm and it's yeah, very no, much cont- self-contained. Yeah, keep in mind, parents, um, this is not a series for kids. Uh, uh, there is a... It starts off as a series for kids. They uh, well, say it starts that. off, it, like, there's very there's still a lot of violence in the beginning of it. Um, okay, it's just not fair, as yeah. graphic, uh, but it's still, like, it's, it's a little, like, eh, I'd say just... 15 year 16-year-olds to start. Um, but, like, I don't know, it, it gets a little, 
it's, I mean, like, since every issue is now available, it's not like, you know, because um, it started back in 2005, 2004. Um, mm. So, like, as issues came out once a month with, like, some hiatuses here and there, like, I can totally see, like, yeah, a kid picks it up, uh, like, a 12-year-old picks it up and, like, reads it as it comes out. And, that, and like, they age, the story ages with them uh, for the over the course of, like, 15 years. I just found uh, it interesting because it like it does like they do make a lot of jokes where it's like yeah this is a kid friendly comic so we're not gonna show you any of these things mm-hmm. and like especially with sexual stuff and right. then like uh, there's a halfway point where you just notice yeah they're just showing like them having sex like constantly <laughs> and I'm just right like, yeah Jesus yeah because so so like if you think about it if a 12 year old picks up a comic book like that it's usually there's that that's usually target demographic 12 to 15 um then like uh they age with it so they would be like 30 by the end of the series roughly um so yeah i'd see like that works that way but now with every it's like it's like with um some tv shows like buffy the vampire slayer mm-hmm. um as it like you're you start supposed to start off watching it in high school then like watch it like keep up with it as it as it creates uh new episodes and like ages and then you it grows with the audience but then like when you binge it all together like it feels really di- it feels different um they like the show's like oh the show suddenly gets like more mature as it goes qu- quickly like depending how quickly quickly you binge it mm-hmm. um but like you know it's just kind of like the, that's just the nature of like tv and comic books of staying relevant as they're being uh printed because if they don't stay relevant while being printed that's when they get canceled um rip a lot of comic book series that got canceled even R. though they were pretty good Ah oh, man, uh, Spider Gwen's not doing too hot. Silk got canceled. Um, yeah, very rough. Um, Silk, I feel like they just should have. Was an issue of like changing artists, um, which has significantly different art styles, um, which is not at all similar to the original one, which was so great. But yeah, that's a, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. Um, we're not talking Silk. about those. We're talking about Invincible. Yeah, Silk though, though good comic. Spider Gwen, good comic. Um, yeah so on that note we're gonna take a quick break and when we come back we'll talk more about uh, our expectations of the show starting a podcast try a podbean unlimited hosting plan it's what we use here at committed critics giving us the opportunity to have our show on pandora iHeartRadio, and even spotify you can get your first month of unlimited hosting for free on us by going to podbean.com slash committed crits, just like our Twitter, or by clicking the link in the description. Podbean, the easiest, most affordable option to get started in podcasting. And we're back. Welcome back to Committed Critics, uh, the show where we talk about comic books, especially one in comic book particular. And we're going to talk about it for multiple episodes, too. Uh, This is now an Invincible podcast. Thank you very (laughs) much. Uh, We're going to go through issue by issue uh, once a week. Uh, (laughs) I wish. I really Uh, wish. There actually is an Invincible podcast. I haven't listened to it yet. Um, But there there is, like, an official Invincible podcast that uh, the creators of the show uh, are very supportive of. Um, and, And the comic, too. Um, I don't fully know what they're talking about. I think they just talk about the news, whatever updates come in. They kind of like also do like retro reviews of the volumes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's called the Invincible Podcast. So if you guys want to listen to that to learn more about Invincible, there you go. Um, but uh, now we want to talk about the show, which recently 
the teaser for the show came out in October uh, of 2020. Uh, then we had like we had a we had a clip that came out like a few months ago, and then a trailer that came out. Um, la- I think um, exactly a month uh, before this episode airs. Um, and then we have the fan fest clip that came out um, about a couple days ago before recording this. Uh, Ryan, have you seen all of these? Yes, I have. Mainly what, what because you, you sent them to me. <laughs> right. Yeah, I hope you did. <laughs> uh, what yeah. do you think of it so far? I mean, I'm really excited for the show. Um, I'm using the amazing voice cast to kind of promote the show to a lot of my friends because sadly some of them are turned off by animation so i have to be like yo look at this voice cast it's a yeah you got voice like cast. Steve, also steven been... you got steven ewan um sandra O, oh, jk simmons and then like zazzy beats yeah. uh justin roiland Mahershala ali uh yeah, there's a whole it's a list solid cast like i i, I was blown away because i was like oh i know a few of these big names oh there's a lot of big names okay cool M- mark hamill is in it zach yes <laughs> yeah zach yeah everyone else who likes uh star wars and avatar go listen to it mark hamill's in it you'll love it wait but mark hamill's in avatar he's ozai oh i didn't know no one does <laughs> <laughs> i didn't recognize it it's like oh. no one ever recognizes it i'm just over here like i'm sitting here as a child that's the joker that's luke skywalker <laughs> the hell <laughs> but yes uh <laughs> I'm ter- I'm using the cast to promote the show because everyone doesn't like animation for some reason, even though it's you know it's great. But um, yeah, I'm very hyped for it because it, de- it looks like it will follow a lot of the series. It the creator is very much involved in it. Last time I checked, mm-hmm. um, right. so and I feel like it won't be afraid to do a lot of stuff that the heavy stuff from the comic because it is an adult show. They're not mm-hmm. promoting it as like it's not going to be a kids cartoon. It's not going to be like Ben Ten. No, this is going to be an adult show there'll be lots of gore and i love how clear they made that in the trailer too where it's like it starts off where you think it might be like a kid show but then Mm -hmm. like as it transitions it transitions you see like the blood start pouring down the title cards yeah uh then it's like then it just gets super violent (laughs) i know i was just like i was like i have expected to start playing like you know the music from uh the doom video games yeah i I just half expected to start going like i was like I was like, yeah, this is not, like, again, reading the comic, it has that very much jarring moment, because it starts off like, oh, this is going to be a nice little high school kids, you know, superhero adventure, stopping the criminal of the weaker type thing, and then yeah. all of a sudden, there's blood everywhere, and you're like, yeah, oh. Yeah, you, you hit that twist in volume two, you're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, and then you're just like, huh, this is not going to be as kid-friendly as you think it is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Kevin, I, I mean, you've been sending me the trailers for the show, so I know you're hyped for it yes i'm so hyped oh man i lost count of how many times i watched a trailer honestly <laughs> no same i've been showing it to too many people yeah no the art style is exactly like how it is in the comic which i really love um the costumes the colors everything mm-hmm. um obviously there's like some small changes over here and there to make it work better as an animation so it doesn't like totally break budget um yeah but the the i know the 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 creators of the comic um did the concept art for it um not it was Corey Crabtree. I think he's the original artist. Um, mm-hmm. uh, he he did the concept art for the character designs uh, for the show. Um, so I'm really hyped for that. Uh, I, what I also love is like as an adaptation. So uh, so I, this is not a spoiler, but uh, so Mark uh, bleh, bleh, bleh. 
uh yeah mark grayson uh the main character invincible uh he is half human half alien uh so it is a combination he becomes a culmination of two different cultures that mesh together within his own bloodline um so what i love about the art style of the show is that uh they changed his look a bit more to where now he is specifically half asian um his mom is now asian voiced by sandra oh um and so i think it just further visualizes uh the theme of having those two having two parents of very different cultures uh together and like how that clashes uh, in his in his life um as speaking mm. for and like for me as a half asian person like this is a really fantastic move in terms of representation because there's no there hasn't been a half asian superhero outside of um Ag- agents of shield um yeah. which like no one watches agents of shield <laughs> i mean i do but uh, i mean no one no. might watch invincible either because it's on amazon prime i feel like it's like it's so on my radar i'm not sure how but every time I share it with people, it's so not on their radar at I all. I feel like if you like, if you, well, one animation turns, yeah, like, and then two, I feel like if you, if people, you like the boys, you watch the boys on Amazon, you'll like mm-hmm. Invincible. It's very right. much the same kind of concept of we're going to take the superhero narrative and turn it on its head, right? Um, but instead of like being dark and depressing, it's kind of it's very it still knows how to have fun. Yeah, um, I also Kevin, I. I'm surprised because I thought Mark was half Asian the entire time I was reading the series. Like even before the show kind of said, mm-hmm. I, I already assumed he was half. His mom looked Asian to me, so I yeah, was so, already. So it's like, I mean, like in the comic, it's not explicitly stated what what his race is. Mm-hmm. Um, like his mom, I mean, it, his mom looked white for white to me, but like she also could have passed as Asian. No. Uh, but like you know, Mark looked white from white for me, except for like whenever there was a point. Where in the there's a small arc in the towards the end mm-hmm. where Mark looked more Asian because of the art style. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if you noticed that. Yeah, I did. Uh, okay, yeah, and then um, so it's but it's not explicitly stated like what his race is outside of Earthling and Viltrumite. Um, so gotcha. I love. So I think the, I think it's more like he's just a more he's he's, he's white, but kind of like the you know the all like the oh, oh, like the ambiguous white. Mm-hmm. uh so white black hair i think he had blue eyes yeah um so but like it's so it's like then the show is just kind of pushing it more into into the asian direction like you know gotcha. his skin's a dark his skin is a slightly sh- darker shade of brown um his eyes have are more almond shaped mm-hmm. um the mom is, is clearly like you know it's the, like the tan skin color and the almond shaped eyes yeah um who knows if they're going to explicitly state whether Korean, Chinese, or Japanese, you know, it's, it's ambiguous enough to where it's kind of like, yeah, it's just Asian, like, which I think is totally fine. Right. Um, cause we just don't have that really in general. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it, but it's nice to have this as for the representation and as well as Shang-Chi coming up as well. Yeah. Um, so this is going to be really interesting. Um, to have to go, get to get through all the COVID Chinese virus <laughs> thing and to, to get to here. Uh, if we could start from the bottom now, we <laughs> please stop calling Asian people coronavirus. It's so so offensive. It's oh man, dudes, it's just it's tough. <laughs> but we're getting there. It's it's I, going I, away I ever so slowly. Understand. 
Um, but yeah, this is that's I'm really hyped about that with the show. I mean, the one thing I'm also hoping the show accomplishes as an adaptation is like the also the themes of love, family, heroism, because mm-hmm. um, those are such strong elements of the of the comic as well. Especially like towards the end, the climax, you realize just how much this is a story about love for family and love for um uh your love for protecting people who can't protect themselves and, and using power responsibly you definitely see that because it does it does very shift a little bit towards the end where it's like it's not just a straight superhero story anymore it's mm-hmm. very much about family and it's like it's the development of that family especially like in a world where you know it's not like your generic family it's like it's this is a family that's gone through some some things like it's mm-hmm. seen it's chaotic there's very much you know a wildness to it i mean it it very it changes right and then like plot wise even though it kind of goes in circles a little bit in the middle like the the uh, there's still like a very constant emotional core like there's a lot Mm -hmm. of emotional repercussions to these actions that happen yeah. Um, that's still like there's you know nothing's really repeated it's not like people are constantly breaking up and getting back together breaking up getting back together like some comics like oh my gosh like Spider-Man is guilty of this too where it just like goes back and forth back and forth the amount um, of times Batman has gone and with Cam, they have a whole arc with it it's annoying even with like the Flash too with like Barry and Iris just kind of like a lot of back and forth yeah, I don't know why they keep breaking up, and I'm like, they keep setting up Barry with other people, even though you're like, Iris is still here. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Or like, Nightwing is the worst. Nightwing is the worst. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah, like, I, I love Nightwing, but man, <laughs> I was goes like, in circles. I was like, Jesus, choose between Barbara Gordon and Starfire. They both have red hair. Just choose. <laughs> Flip a coin. Uh, but yeah, so, I mean, the, from what we've seen so far, it looks like the show is going to be a very faithful adaptation yeah um you know i'm i'm not expecting a one-to-one adaptation because what the comic does works very well for it as a comic mm-hmm. um but it wouldn't quite work as a show um to, as a as another example like one punch man has has the problem of where like the manga works really great as a manga but then like mm-hmm. the show tries to mimic the, or tries to adapt the manga like uh panel for panel mm-hmm. uh but like, it doesn't quite work well as a show right. um so that's just kind of like I'm just hoping we avoid that, which it sounds like that we are. Like they they've confirmed that like yeah, there's gonna be some remixes, some like some some things will be introduced earlier, some things introduced later. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it still like still stays with the the tone and overall theme of the the comic. Yeah, and um, I feel I kind of got that vibe because I it, I feel like these characters will be more, one that can flesh them out a little bit more because mm-hmm. in the comic it's very much like the especially those very first chapters is very staccato like it's very right. much here's the great here's the grayson's you know family event for the day here's mark doing superhero thing for the day they all come together at the end mm-hmm. yada 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 family good night and like right. that's kind of what it is for those very first few chapters it's just that kind of on repeat and so i've like even looking at that first clip it's very much like you can tell this is a family like you can tell they're like enjoying each other's his dad is flying his mom to Paris for breakfast. Uh, mm-hmm. Mark is over here kind of like, ah, well, do I get my powers? And it's interesting because he, he's not like, you don't immediately seem as popular at school. Because I kind of got that vibe from him when I first read it. Is that he's mm-hmm. like, he's kind of like a popular person at school. Like people Yeah, know, like someone who him. just, someone who doesn't like, you know, he, no one's going to pick on him, but no one really like, really cares about yeah. him. Yeah, and like, from, and just looking at the show, it's like, no, he's like kind of like, not a loser, but, like, he's also not, like, you know, 
the like top guy and also i did like that they changed characters like uh like their character around like william his best friend in the mm-hmm. comic is like is always made the joke that he's gay and he kind of does come out as gay but no right. the show is starting out with him being openly gay mm-hmm. uh from the get-go uh, right and- which i think it just helps as an adaptation because when the series first printed out like that was not acceptable like in yeah. 2004 2005 until much later like it became it became legal um uh to for gay marriage became legal and then now in this day and age adapting it for the current audience i think having him openly gay is totally fantastic move Mm -hmm. and then also like amber in the comics she's just another blonde white girl and now she's Mm -hmm. black in the series uh rex blow from my silent trailer i think is he's a darker skin complexion i don't want to say he's black right show confirms it but like he has darker skin complexion than what it is so they are changing some characters around to like kind of like diversify their cast because Mm -hmm. reading the comic i will say it was very much like Wow, there's a lot of white people. Yeah. Um, and I was like, the only person I could see like who was a different like I I obviously thought Mark was half Asian. I thought his mom was Asian. They had duplicate who was Asian, mm-hmm. and that was pretty much the extent of it, except for like a few like other characters that you don't see as often. I was just like, wow, this is a lot of white people. Right. Who are all very just much like stereotypically white people and then mm-hmm. as, the, as the series goes on it obviously gets more diverse and it adds more characters but from the get-go i was like wow we don't have a black superhero oh we do oh oh okay right because yeah. it's just like when this comic first came out um uh, we were still uh in of had a very conservative mindset as a society mm-hmm. um so like as it towards closer towards like starting the middle and closer towards the as we get closer to the end of the series like that's when it started becoming more liberal and more open to diversity. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's when comics were changing. Like, you know, that's like, you know, the creation of Miles Morales and stuff like that. Just yeah. kind of like we re- really coming in uh, right when like, uh, right. I think it was like right after um, or right before. Yeah. yeah and it was right after like Invincible started including in some um, black uh, characters of color. Yeah. But yeah, so this has been another episode of Committed Critics talking about Invincible, one of the probably my new favorite comic book. <laughs> I don't know about you, man. I mean, honestly, like this is probably, yeah, one of my top comic books. The only other one I can think of that still makes me happy is uh, Super Sons and Red Hood and the Outlaws. And that's about mm-hmm. it. Like, right. This, this has definitely changed the game for me. And this is significantly longer, too, than Super Sons and... Oh yeah, uh, significantly longer, <laughs> and I don't have to read a hundred other series in order to kind of get everything from those characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, so yeah, if you guys are interested in checking out, you can read it for free on HooplaDigital.com. Um, you can also check out your local library, see if they have any volumes available for checking out. Um, you can also buy the volumes as well. Um, uh, you can go do it to Barnes and Noble, Amazon. You know, I'm I won't judge. Just you know, read it read it legally i should say uh don't yes. pirate it please man come on support these the guys players. need it they gotta they gotta pay for bills man uh but you could also check out the show on amazon prime march 26 we're getting three episodes right off the bat then one episode weekly to make a eight episode season each episode is will be an hour long uh and i'm super excited for that because i feel like they can cover a lot of ground in one episode <laughs> in one season i feel like okay we'll talk about predictions of pacing in the spoiler episode coming out friday yes <laughs> uh, this has been another episode of committed critics you can follow us on twitter at committed crits as c-o-m-m-i-t-t-e-d-c-r-i-t-s you can follow us on youtube as well at committed critics spelled the same there as it is here and everywhere else 
you can support us on Patreon. Just $1 or $2 a month will just make a huge difference and make our day easily. Uh, special thanks to our current patron, um, Davey Peppers. Uh, you can check out his uh, YouTube channel, Game Mechanics, where he does video essays on video games and how they impact society and us emotionally. Thank you, Davey. Uh, yeah, Davey's awesome. He's been on the episode uh, show a few times. Really great guy. Uh, so special thanks to our sound engineers, Jordan Smearman, and we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Goodbye.